Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. And here we are on another Monday night. What do you think, Ben? I love it. I love it. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Man Up God's Way podcast. Uh, this is uh, episode number four, and things are just flying through. Uh, I can't wait to get here each Monday night just to get going and uh, talk about life, talk about things, talk about faith, talk to buddies that uh, are, are in my life, and uh, I'm excited to be here. So um, I'm your host, Jody Burkeen, and uh, I'm the founder of Man Up God's Way, a men's ministry geared toward uh, motivating and encouraging men to step up in their faith, their personal relationship um, with Jesus, in their marriage, and as a father. And uh, that is our number one goal. Amen? Yeah. Glad you guys are here. So we, we uh, th- there's, there's each week I'm like, I'll text Jody, two days and four minutes, bro. <laughs> exactly. It is awesome. We just, we just can't wait to get here on Monday night. So we appreciate everybody listening. It's awesome. And you guys can find us on any um, podcast platform. Uh, Podomatic is the one that we are currently on right now. Spotify, Apple, Google podcast as well. Just search up Man Up God's Way and it'll pop right up. So, guys, how y'all doing in the back? Fergoza, you good, brother? Always. Awesome. Always chilling. All right, Gabe, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. Um, a, bu- a buddy of mine that we've known each other for quite some time. I'll tell the story here in a minute. But uh, uh, Mr. Paul Getter, welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Hey, thanks a lot, Jody. It's my pleasure. Man, good to I, see you, bro. Uh, good seeing you, dude. Uh, it's been a while since we've uh, got to hang out. Matter of fact, I think it was 2020, uh, right when the pandemic started, is the last time we kind of chatted. And uh, we'll talk about that here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were the days, yeah. 2020. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if I was going to jump off a bridge or hide under a rock or, or what during those days. Man, I thought we were going to be having flying cars and stuff like that by <laughs> 2020. No, we're going to be locked in our house and uh, exactly. learning how to wash our hands all over again. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, when the pandemic started, I tell these guys all the time, man, I thought I was going to go in and man, when I come out, I was going to look like Brad Pitt and I was going to be Charles Spurgeon. And, uh, <laughs> I think I finished Netflix, you know, and, and finish all the <laughs> chips and salsa. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy too. How, um, these now going into the third year, it's, it seems like it's just all blurred together. It is. Yeah. It doesn't seem like, you know, two and a partial separate years with everything that's going on. Yeah. It's, it's hard to believe that I haven't talked to you since 2020. I mean, that literally, I think it was right about this time between January, yeah. and March. I mean, I think it just started, uh, yeah. and you and I just started talking again. Uh, not that, not again, but I mean, we, the last conversation that we had. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So, uh, man, I'm excited to, excited for him to be here. We're going to hop into our talk here in just a minute. But uh, we've got some amazing guests coming up tonight. We've got Paul Getter, the Internet Marketing Nerd. I can't wait to hear it, let you guys hear his story and uh, kind of how we met uh, back in 2012. And, uh, man, just been friends ever since. And uh, I love this guy. I'm excited about him. We've got Fregosa coming up on uh, January 31st. 
uh, get to hear his story, some of his music. I think I'm going to try to get him to get his guitar in here and play some music as well. And then um, we, we've we got a Valentine's Day special, February 14th. I'm going to have my wife here on the podcast. Uh-oh. So uh, she's going to tell everybody how great of a husband <laughs> I am. So. <laughs> and then she I'm, better. Yeah, she better. Exactly. And then I'm going to jump in and tell the truth of <laughs> what I know. That's what we're paying her for. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, yeah that's what we're paying her for. Exactly. And then uh, Jason Noble is a good buddy of mine. He and I have hooked up through uh, some movies. He actually is uh, the pastor that was uh, featured in the movie called Breakthrough, a a kid here actually in St. Louis that had fallen in the ice, um, died, was dead for 10, 15 minutes. His mom walks in, prays over him, um, screams at God and the Holy Spirit to get back in him, and boom, he pops up. And I've actually met um, John Smith and his mom, and uh, Jason Noble is going to be here, and we're going to talk about our partnership as well. And then we got Jason Smith on the 28th. Uh, Jason Smith is a, a pastor out in North Carolina. I did a conference out there a few years ago, and he and I have become friends, and his church is blowing up, and so it's going to be fun just to talk to him as well. So, uh, so anyway, tonight we've got Mr. Paul Getter, and really excited ab- about this. Uh, so Paul, you and I met in 2012. I literally had just started uh, Man Up God's Way. I think I started, yeah. I, I wrote my book. Um, I, I actually, I remember when I started the Man Up God's Way page. Uh, so I wrote my book in November, December 2011. I got it to Amazon right around the January, February 2012. I was in Newfoundland, and I was uh, with my company. I was sitting in the middle of, of an island, freezing to death. Uh, <laughs> the, the ocean was frozen. That's how cold it was. Like, it was wow. that cold. And so I'm in Newfoundland, and I'm sitting in my bed. I'll never forget. And I... I just gotten on Facebook. I, I bet I hadn't had a, a, a pay or a, a personal page for, I mean, maybe three months. And I thought, well, I'm just going to do a man up God's way page. And I'll never forget hitting the enter button and just waiting to see how many people liked it. And uh, <laughs> like it, it literally just it took forever, and nobody liked it. And you know, I was even inviting all my friends, all you know, all thirty of them at the time. <laughs> and uh, so about mid 2012, I get a call from this guy. And he's like, hey, but he, he said, hey, bro, is what he said. Hey, bro, my name is Paul Getter. And, uh, hey, I, I saw your page, and I, I love your ministry, and uh, I read your book, and I just I just wanted to see if there's any way I could help you out. And that's literally our first interaction, Paul. Do you remember that? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so um, that was back in the day when, you know, Facebook, you know, allowed us to do quite a few things. And so Paul said, hey, I'd lo- love to help you out. Let me see what I can do with your page. Uh, I'm starting, uh, you know, a company on my own. I'm trying to get into, you know, internet marketing and uh, social media marketing. And I was like, Cry, you know, come on. I said, I don't have a penny to pay you. But he's like, oh, I, I want to do it for a ministry. And so that's literally how we how we met. And then I'll tell some more stories behind that. But uh, you've been a big part of Man Up God's Way from the very beginning. Man, you guys have came a long way. Back then it was, it was just an idea. And now it's become an entire movement and books and movies and and everything. And uh, yeah, I I remember that. I was kind of like just learning how I was actually doing tests with Facebook and stuff, working with them. And you know, ministry is my background. So I was connected right. with, with a lot of Christian pages and, and ministries. Yeah, that it was so cool. I, I'll never forget that, man. And then, 
So we started that and we hit a couple of uh, what I would call growth veins through um, Facebook. We hit, you know, I don't know if you remember the the, the, the bandwagon we got on with um, uh, Duck Dynasty, you know, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Remember that? And that like just shot our page up because we were like backing them and, you know, saying we'll like them. Yeah. And then they liked one of our posts and, you know, like literally it just went back and forth for quite some time. And then. Uh, I'll never forget hitting the hundred thousand mark and thought, man, we have made it. Like it was just <laughs> right. like, holy cow, we made, we got a hundred thousand followers, and it's so cool. And uh, it exponentially grew from there. And today we're at eight hundred seventy thousand followers, and wow. it, it all began wow. with you, Paul. Thank you very much. Wow. That's all glory to God, man. You, yes. you know how it is. God gives the increase. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. I appreciate that. So, um, and so. That's kind of where you started. We'll talk. Um, we're going to get into your ministry here in just a little bit, but let's talk about your um, your passion now with social media marketing, internet marketing, and your company, uh, Internet. I love the the, the name Internet Nerd, um, uh, Internet Marketing Nerd, and and it's just so awesome to to see you do all of that. And then I love the bow tie, dude. You you've, uh, you got the bow tie going <laughs> this, on, man. This is what I wear to bed, man. It's my pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> so so tell us how you got started. Yeah, well, so uh, first of all, thanks a lot uh, for having me on the podcast. You guys are doing awesome stuff, and uh, pleasure to connect with you always. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it was right around. So I, I started playing around with internet marketing stuff in 2008. A lot of people ask me, how did you uh, decide to become an, an online entrepreneur? And I'm like, I had bills to pay. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was trying to figure out anything I could do to make money online. It wasn't like, you know, when I grew, grew up, I want to be an internet marketer. It was never, there wasn't an, bro, me and you, we grew up without an internet. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, then it was the days that, you know, it went through your phone. And if you picked up the phone and someone was on the internet, you're like, put the phone put down. The phone, yeah. I'm on the internet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll never forget my first computer that I bought. I, I promise you it didn't have more, more memory or more, you know, storage or anything than, I mean, it literally, I paid $1,200 for it, and it was the slowest computer ever. And that was in 1990, I want to say 93, I bought my first yeah. computer. And, like, it was just, it it was a boat anchor. Like, yeah, yeah. it's, ama it's you amazing. You had a computer in 93, you were a baller. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it didn't fit in this room, yeah, you know. If you had an Apple IIc yeah, or exactly. something like that, you were one of yeah. the rich kids. One of the, one of the reasons, that's the one of the things that I read about, uh, Paul's story that I just thought was so fascinating is, you know, he's, he's looking for a way to make money and he just stumbles into something that now, I mean, you've got people filming content, living 10 deep in a house, making eight and a half one. Somebody's making eight and a half million a year on TikTok. It's yeah. just crazy. What's it going is. on with the internet. It is big time. Yeah. There, it, it, what, it, it, it's kind of funny to see how things have gone. I, uh, but so I, I guess you would say I got my first taste of internet marketing with Facebook. And uh, one, of, one of my friends was going off to college and they said, Paul, get on Facebook, get on Facebook, you know, so we can stay in touch. I'm like, I 
Facebook is just for games. I don't want to waste time doing that. You know, it was back in the days of Farmville. Farm Candy Crush. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Candy Crush. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Finally, I gave in and I got on Facebook and I started playing around with it. And I noticed that businesses had Facebook pages. So instinctively in ministry, I set up a Facebook page for our church. Right. And, you know, just post content over church and everything like that. And I remember the first time I went to church, there was this couple there, first time visitors. And I went over and got talking to them like, how'd you hear about us? And they said, oh, we saw your uh, page on Facebook. And it was just like, boom, lights went, you know, it was just like an explosion, like, whoa, these are real people that found me from this Facebook stuff. Right. And so I realized that it could be a tool that could help a lot of businesses. So I started working with um, restaurants and little mom and pop uh, ice cream shops and uh, just connecting with people and helping them uh, build their online presence. And fast forward to where I am today, um, I've had the pleasure of working with A-list celebrities, Fortune 500 companies, done work for um, movies, actors, uh, some of the top online gurus, guys like Ty Lopez, Grant Cardone, Bob Proctor, Les Brown. So I've been blessed to work right. um, with some amazing people, and it's came a long way over the you know 10, 12 years now. That is that is awesome. That that's a like, almost a rags to riches story, especially because you needed the money, so you learned how to make money. Yeah, bro, and and and, and, I, and I thank God I've I've been blessed to you know make a significant amount of money and. Uh, you know, it's just being able to see opportunity right. and capitalize on it. Right. That is so cool. That's great. You're going to say something? No, I just, uh, it's like, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm 50 years old and, you know, I'm to that point where I've pretty much done the same career almost all my life. And, you know, lately over the last year, I've been thinking, you know, what if I could get out, what if I could not do this anymore? Right. You know, and, and just trying to think of ways to, to to get out from having to do a job that listen it's all it's always blessed me i've always made a decent living doing it uh, but you know there's so you know with the outreach and right. everything there's just so much more rewarding things that i would want to be doing with my time yeah and you can make a ton of money off the internet you yeah. know that's the crazy yeah. thing now and not absolutely. you know not break your back doing it yeah absolutely you know uh when i first got started i would uh, I started playing around with ads, building Facebook pages, and uh, I was building them as hobbies. And then people would reach out to me and say, hey, will you share my content on your page? And they'd pay me $20. And I started realizing, wow, people will pay <laughs> for this. And uh, I learned how to run Facebook ads. I was actually testing Facebook ads for them. I was like right. a beta tester for their initial platform. And back in the day, what would happen is when you would set up a Facebook page, there would this, this automatic pop-up. It would say, would you like to grow your page? Click this button. And you click that button and Facebook would automatically make you an ad, which would perform horribly. Right. <laughs> it was designed to make them money and you lose money. But, and, and so I learned how to run the ads and I would see people that had clicked that automatic button. Right. And I would message him, I'm like, what are you doing? How's it going? I see you running this ad. How's that going? And I'm like, 
oh, I'm spending $20 a day. I'm like, how many, how many likes are you getting for that? Oh, you know, like 20 or 30. And so they were spending sometimes a dollar a like. And back in the day, I was able to get like 10 likes for a penny. Right. So, yeah. uh, so it, it quickly turned into a business. Right, exactly. I remember those days too, because you remember we would, we would um, put our page out there and there'd be 20,000 new followers within a couple of days when we would throw that out there. And Organic reach was, yeah. it was a completely different monster. <laughs> Bro, you remember that? There was like, uh, a day they flipped the switch. I do remember. I it know was, exactly the day you're talking about. You, you, like yeah. you were getting, um, it, it could have been hundreds of thousands of likes right. on a post. Yeah. You probably even had stuff where it'd get a million likes right. on a post. If it went viral, like if it went viral, mm -hmm. it got a million likes. Right. And then the next day was, yeah. you logged on and it was like, it was like a, a couple thousand likes. Exactly. Yeah. I've actually got one back from it's uh, almost eight years ago, nine years ago, 33 million views on a, a little video clip. And yeah. like that was back in the day when those things would just blow up. I, I always every now and then I'll post it thinking maybe it'll get some traction again or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it doesn't at all. And now they're it's making they're, they're making you buy the likes now for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's keep, pay for play. Yeah. Pay for play. So I tell yeah. people that stuff. Paul, you can't see me. This is for Goza. I tell people that story because I was trying to figure it out myself at the time. And I, I had a decent following. And it looks, they're like, no, man, you bought all your followers, bro. Your engagement's way down. I'm like, no, you don't understand. There was a day they flipped the switch. Yeah, you're, like, you're oh, exactly no. right. Yeah. yeah. People ask me all the time, like, you mm -hmm. know, how much did you pay to, to yep. do that? I, I, in 10 years, I didn't spend, I haven't spent maybe 2,500 bucks in paid ads. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you know, and that's probably not good with the way that it is now because you really have to have yeah. to pay them in order to even get traction. I, I had pages. I had this page. It was called I Love Jesus. I remember and that page. That had like it, 2 million followers or something like that. It, it, it Crazy. And yeah. it was just like I would post something. And, you know, I, I remember a silly little picture of um, a child praying. It says, will you pray for me? It would get millions of likes. Right. And, you know, it would grow 100,000 followers a day. It was just crazy organic reach oh, yeah do you still have those pages no did you no. Really, did you close them down huh i yeah well i sold okay. some of them yeah that's gonna be asked if you sold them yeah but uh and then you know there there went a wave where facebook just started if they didn't like the content yeah that yeah. you had you know if you were very vocal about certain positions on things they would just right Flash it and, and kill it. Yeah. yeah. So, so what are you seeing right now? Like what, what, if you were to say in the next five years, what's, what's going to be the big thing? Like, you know, two years ago, nobody would have said TikTok's going to be the big thing, but now it's, yeah, it's the yeah. big thing. So, like, do you see anything out there that you think will be big? Well, so here, here's the only right answer on this is I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, because quite frankly, never know. um, there, there could be a whole brand new platform that comes out tomorrow that becomes the next big thing. Right. So, so this is this is what I do know is anytime there is a new platform, like for example, Clubhouse. Um, six months ago, everybody was talking about how you need to be on Clubhouse and everything. Uh, I, I think it's this that you try to utilize 
um, and be an early adopter of something that has potential. Okay. Um, because yeah, when TikTok first came out, it was just 12 year old um, kids in school were using TikTok. Right. Now it's becoming more mainstream. Businesses are using it. Uh, so, so yeah, you, you have to uh, be able to evolve and adapt to every new platform that comes out uh, and see it as a potential opportunity for you. Yeah, before the show, Fergoza was doing a 12-year-old dance like TikTok. While <laughs> told, like, he was showing us on, like, seriously? I told, I told Jody... I just I told Jody just within the last week or two I think that uh I downloaded the TikTok app and I had it for two days yeah. and I accomplished absolutely nothing <laughs> and I and I deleted the app I said I felt the Holy Spirit. Owns that social oh media my platform. Gosh. I literally got a, I, so I got a man up page on it. And this was about three or four weeks, and I've got my daughter and my son trying. We're trying to get them in, implemented into the ministry, and so you know, I'm telling them get on the TikTok and do some stuff, or give me some graphics or whatever. And so I'm on TikTok, and I I kid you not, my TikTok, because I was a male, 52 years old, you know, I put all that stuff in there. Next thing I know, yeah. I got little girls jumping around in yoga pants. Nothing. That was all it was. And so finally, I had, I had no yeah. clue what it was. So I handed it to my wife, and uh, she starts deleting all these things. Now I only get construction videos. You know, <laughs> bunch, you know, so yeah, man she, took care of and that. Man took care of that. Real dog quick. videos. Yeah, yeah, dog video. Exactly. Good job, man. Exactly. But uh, it, it's crazy how um, how those things are. So you would suggest that you know any new platform that comes out because like right now I have um, we have uh, like thirty two thousand people following us on Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. We have a private man up God's way community that has 32, 32, 33,000 in it. Um, and then we've got our page, uh, Twitter and, uh, what else? TikTok. you know, like plus, so, plus from, a website from, from a business perspective, uh, you want to have some type of ownership of these people. And what I mean by that is these social media platforms, I'm sure you already realize it. It's not your, it might be your page, but it's not your page. Oh yeah, you know exactly. I mean? yeah, totally. They, they might yeah. be your followers, but they're mm -hmm. not your followers. So I always encourage people to get these people, your followers, your social media following off the platform and onto a database that you can use. Right. Um, for example, a text message line, an email list, something like that to have your own database yeah. where if, Instagram, Facebook comes along and shuts you down or something happens. I mean, we're living in a crazy time right. where government regulations, this type of stuff can change how social media is done overnight. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. I've seen somebody of mine lose their page. As a matter of fact, if you'll remember, we lost our page. Do you remember yeah, when I they remember. shut us down for 30 days? Yeah. <laughs> they shut all that. your stuff down. And because you were an admin it, on my it, page. It, it was yeah, yeah, I think it was any page that I was an admin on, yeah. it got hit. Yeah. Uh, and crazy story is I was admin on some big yeah. companies like Play, <laughs> Nike, wow. you know, companies like that. Right. That when it got hit, it it went boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Everything. Uh, I bet I your phone really went boom, 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 boom too. 
<laughs> yeah, you you don't know. My heart went boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's over, it's over. They, they, sh- they. Sh- I, I never really figured out what exactly happened. I could like only speculate or what a why happened, but uh, I think the algorithm, the bots, how things were right. ran. If you got, you know, a certain amount of negative feedback on your profile they just shut it down. And I was running a lot of people's page that was posting very, very controversial stuff. And, and I, I was actually the one posting it, right. but I was doing it on their behalf. Right, so it, right. Yeah. Cause I, I remember I got an email that was like, your profile has been suspended for hate speech and stuff. I'm like, I, what, what, is, <laughs> what hate speech am I doing? And right, stuff. Exactly. It was probably yeah. our page, you know. Yeah, yeah. There, there's they, a couple of pages I could think of that might have got you banned. I, I remember yeah, some of the yeah. pages that you were running back then. They shut down the president of the United States. Well, that too. Yeah. Right. So exactly. they'll shut, they'll shut anybody down. One time yeah. uh, on Facebook, I was just commenting back and forth with some friends that were women, mm-hmm. you know, and from church and stuff. And I just made a I made a actually it was a fairly nice comment about women, and they they they. they family for like seven days or something yeah and all the all the women that were part of the the messaging going back and forth they were laughing and right I'm like, I, I said nice things right but yeah. I, something they keyed on something yeah and you know what's crazy is that uh that was really at the beginning of this whole shutdown culture cancel culture yeah. you know that was yeah. that was probably right at the tip of you know that breaking point and they started getting real serious about that stuff because you literally if you'll think about when we started, you remember the 2014 to 2016 range um, yeah. was all the, the gay marriage battle, you know, on the yeah. Internet and all of that kind of stuff. They, they weren't shutting anybody down. Then right around 2016, 2017, man, it was just like, let's cancel everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, man, think of some of the stuff that we were posting and, you know, we, we had debates going back and forth. If it had happened today, you'd oh, be toast. In, a, in about two seconds. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're right. It's it's almost as if you have any type of opinion that they disagree with, then you know, right? You get shut down. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I've been uh, I've been listening to some other podcasts. Has got you know some conspiracy theorists on there. I just I I drive now, uh, you know, for a little bit during the day, and so I'm listening to it and. Um, it's just some crazy stuff that's going on out there. So here's here's the the facts. It's Facebook's platform, right? Um, there's, you know, when you click, I agree to their terms of services. It basically says you play by their rules. That's a good. You point. may not agree with it, right. but that's that's what it is. And so, um, obviously, there's other social media companies that are trying to. Uh, compete with them and stuff. But I mean, that's just the name of the game. I've actually been involved in launching new social media platforms. And I understand in some capacity, the amount of liability that a company has for what people post, what they say, what they do, because we're in such a litigious society that if someone posts some something and then someone gets upset and they do you know go out and shoot someone or they commit suicide or something like that then next thing you know someone's trying to sue facebook for billions of dollars so so i agree some capacity but we all know that they have an agenda they have a a tone and a theme that they like to stick to and 
again, if you're gonna if you're gonna play on their their playground, you gotta, you know, play by their rules. Yeah, exactly. Hey, congratulations on your uh, again. I think was this the third year in a row for thirty for thirty entrepreneurs um, from uh, Yahoo? Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, I get different recognitions and stuff like that for top entrepreneur to follow in 2020, 2021, 2022. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I, uh, again, it's just, I think the people that I work with, they like me and they just want to make me feel happy. So they nominate me for stuff. And every once in a while, I'll get an email and say, Hey, you've been nominated for such and such award. And I'm like, Wow, who did that? That's so, awesome. That's very cool. That's awesome. That's well, better than a Google review right there. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congratulations. I, I watch that each year. I see you get that. So so let's um let's hop over to um your ministry. And sure. uh this is really kind of how we connected. I know that you're yeah. you're a pastor down in uh Florida and uh you got a, a growing church and so tell us how you started uh started the church. How, Actually, how did you get into ministry? Yeah, so, well, how I got in ministry, well, that was uh, June, between my junior and senior year. Um, so my dad, uh, he was a pastor. He wasn't always a pastor. Um, matter of fact, growing up, uh, my dad, well, my dad was an entrepreneur. He was an agricultural entrepreneur. Okay. Um, that was before his legal um, so. Nice. <laughs> it took I, me a I, second there. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Back in the I, day, I, I, I was I was probably about ten years old, and this this is in South Florida. Right. I was about ten years old. I was going out into the backyard, and my dad was watering these large plants in the backyard. He's just trimming them up and everything like that, and I walk up behind him and I'm staring over his shoulder and he brushes me off. He says, go inside, stay away from these. I'm like, why? He said, they're poison Ivy. <laughs> and I'm like thinking, like, why in the world is dad watering the poison <laughs> Ivy? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I realized it was a different week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but That's all. That, that was the home that I was brought up in. My right. dad, he was he was a drug dealer. Right. Um, my mom was an alcoholic, and it was in my later teen years that my dad uh, recommitted his life to the Lord. I never realized it, yes, but um, before I was born, man, I, I have an amazing, I, I'd have to get it it's on, on the other side of the house. I just found it in one of my drawers. Um, my, uh, my dad was uh, baptized, and nine months after the day that he was baptized, I was born. Mm. So... Wow. I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess if they, they had, like, celebrated. Yeah, they celebrated, <laughs> didn't they? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's consummate this celebration. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but after he came to the Lord, he kind of slipped away and got hanging out with the wrong people. So I never knew the um, the ministry side of my dad growing up. It wasn't until my later teens that he recommitted his life to the Lord and um, started preaching. And so I kind of followed him in that. I went off to Bible college in 92. And oddly enough, in high school, I was somewhat a, a backwards, kind of shy individual, but um, always felt that God had given me a gift to speak. 
So it's kind of a, a weird dynamic that I was very, very socially awkward, could not talk in groups of people. But if you put me in front of a crowd of people, I could give a speech. Whether I was like 10 years old quoting Abraham Lincoln, you know, his inaugural address or something, I just felt comfortable doing that. And so I felt it was kind of a gift, but I never saw how that gift was fulfilled until um, in my junior, senior year, I uh, started, you know, being directed down the road of ministry. And in 92, went off to Bible college and started growing in my ministry there. Uh, when I graduated Bible college, I traveled all over the United States, preaching in churches and camps and schools. And so it was 13 years ago, we started a home Bible study in my home. And really just kind of, there was a, a need there, friends, family, we we're having a Bible study, 10, 15 people. Then it went from 10 to 15 people, 20, 30 people. And next thing you know, we're having um, 40, 50 people in this house. We're like, we can't have Bible study in this house anymore. <laughs> so, um, so we uh, launched a, a church in a little city here uh, in Southwest Florida called Golden Gate and started in a middle school. And now we are in a community center gymnasium. Um, we have uh, services in three different languages, English, Spanish, and Creole. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I preach every Sunday and every Wednesday. And uh, the, I guess, like many churches, the past couple of years has kind of been a roller coaster right. of services online, offline, <laughs> and you know, COVID breakouts and all that type of stuff. And uh, but I think that you know, here the past few months, things have been doing really well. That's awesome. Well, I I have had the privilege of hearing you preach, and uh, your your explanation of being shy and not um you know not really with it until you get at the stage you know get on stage uh yeah. is a great illustration of what i saw when i saw you preach because you came to one of our man mm -hmm. up conferences and yeah. uh you preached here at uh you preached at my church and um it was really cool because i'm not kidding this when he walked up to the stage all of a sudden, man, he pulled out the rag and he's patting his head and he starts preaching, man. He just like, he goes yeah. off and uh, he's got a big voice, a big booming voice. And man, you had people at the altar that day and it was awesome to see. It was awesome to yeah. see. So uh, it is a blessing to be a part of your ministry. Yeah, it, it's been good. Uh, got to spend some time with you and I had you at my house and it's been really good. I think that was in 2017, 18, I think. 16, so, 17, 18. I met so. Paul, I met Jody, walked into his church probably five and a half years ago, and from day one, uh, I've heard your name. So it's exciting for me today because you're a name that I've heard glowing things about That's cool. five and a half years, and Jody errors on the side of name dropping anyway. So, <laughs> so, so, so if he can work a Paul Getter or a Jeff Voth or somebody like that into a, into a story, he's going to. Okay. But I, I've heard a lot of just glowing things about you and the way this man talks about you. Uh, and and his relationship with you is just it's 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 awesome. It's really cool. I appreciate that, man. So let let's go back to 2020 and um, you know with COVID, what uh, what happened with you guys? I know Florida has always you know everybody shut down. I mean the whole world shut down there in yeah, March. Yeah, yeah. You know basically, and so what what was your process as a pastor? 
Yeah. From... So um, first of all, I got COVID. Okay. And I, I got the like straight from Wuhan version. <laughs> yeah, I got it bad. Got it quick. <laughs> I, I was I was in bed for like 25 days wow. and cow. yeah for for 10 days I had 104 105 fever there there was about three days that I couldn't even stand up or dress myself I was so weak wow. it, I was it was horrible I lost about 20 pounds I found it <laughs> I found it afterwards but um it, it 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 was sick, literally the sickest I ever been in my life. No so it's kidding. no joke. Right. Uh, in in this past couple of years, we we've lost a uh, a few members to COVID. Older yeah. members in our church. Uh, so it it was man, it it's like something a sci-fi movie is made of. You know yeah. what I mean? If yeah, someone would was. say, "Hey, yes. you know." Next year, you're going to be locked in your house and you're not going to be able to leave. And yeah. when we let you out, you'll have to stand six feet away from each other and you'll wear masks. And you're like, ah, you're crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. This doesn't even sound real, but, but that's what happens. I think it, uh, as a pastor, you know, it, it teaches you a lot of things. Yeah. You know, number one, the, uh, like most churches, we had to, shut down mm -hmm. and go to online for uh, probably a couple months yeah. and getting restarted. One of the key words that I've been focused on is community. Right. So important. It's more than just going to church. It's about being a part of community because when the church door shut, you see who's a part of the church community right. or not. Yes, you know what I mean? Exactly. Totally. People that just, yeah, I, I, I've been saying this, when you um, miss church too many times, you stop missing church. Right. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you, don't, you don't have the desire. And so there's a, a danger in not coming together as the church. So, so yeah, we, we had a roller coaster couple years of um, having church online and then um, in person. And due to the fact that our where we have service is a county building um we had stricter guidelines oh of wow yeah back in uh fortunately we have a headquarters that is a smaller building but uh you know so we use that as a backup plan but we can't fit everybody in that um right. smaller building for our sunday service so we you know we had a lot of juggling in um you know we had i don't know it's kind of uh, we, we had a lot of people move, right. um, the economy and stuff like that. We had families move to selling their, their property here and moving up north somewhere cheaper. So we saw that, but, uh, but I, I think it, it revealed a lot of things to us. Number one, you see who your community is. Right. Um, you see the importance of having strong relationships with one another and, uh, gives you an opportunity to minister in different capacities. I think a lot of churches stepped up their online game. Yeah, Me being the so. internet marketing nerd, you would think <laughs> that that would be like a huge focus of our ministry, but it, it never really was. Right. Uh, but it, it now we, we see the importance of it. I, um, I, we were doing online and we were doing it pretty well um, prior to that, but there's a big difference uh, standing on a pulpit with a crowd preaching a sermon than walking oh, yeah. into your 
your office or your basement or wherever at home, sticking a camera yeah. up in front of your face and then, you know, like to preach a sermon like that to me was yeah. the hardest thing I've ever done in my uh, life. Bro, oh don't, don't, don't tell me you're, you're, you're a white, white church. I'm a black, black. Church. And, uh, I had to amen myself. I had to amen myself. I'd be like, and the Lord said, I was like, come on, preacher, preach it. Hallelujah. It's so, so funny. I'm like doing the organ for myself oh. and everything. So it's like, that's great. Hey, real, real quick. That's I just want to go. I just want to go back to what Paul said about uh, when he was sick and he lost 20 pounds and he gained it back paul i just wanted to let you know jody probably didn't brief you but on this show we don't take kindly to skinny people telling us about losing weight and yeah, gaining yeah. weight and their, their weight struggles while they had covid so no harm no foul um, no no so you know i i preached uh about this is one of those um I preached an entire series about secret sins the church has. Oh, wow. And, Buffet, you know, it's potluck. <laughs> bro, bro, uh, it, it, you know, our health, how, you know, when I was growing up, we always preached about, oh, don't dip, don't snuff, don't smoke. But, man, if, if you're feeding yourself to diabetes, you're just as That's bad. Right, right. You know, yep. so it, it's, uh, so it did give me a, um, a, a better, mm -hmm. uh, inside of like, man, it's, it's important to, because I go to the gym, I run, I eat healthy and I got it. And it, it nearly killed me. So I'm like, um, yeah, imagine you if you'd have been out of shape and overweight, yeah. you yeah. probably would have been dead. You're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So what, so, um, so we all know the issues of just trying to preach in front of a camera. Like that was the most miserable yeah. thing I've ever, yeah, you're right. And my, yeah. I'm pretty white bread church here, I, you know, and it's, uh, <laughs> I could imagine cause you, I, I know for oh, you, so, you thrive uh, off 80, the amens like that for you. Yeah, is 80, like, 80, 80% 80 of our church is Caribbean, you know, Hispanic <laughs> and stuff. We get with it. We dance. We shout. We speak I was gonna say. So they're charismatic, just uh, just to say the least. Uh, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, awesome. I was eight million myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. So, yeah. you know, for for me, we shut down. It was almost six weeks, um, I think. And you know, going from online to taking everything to home to the house was like, yeah. for me, was miserable. I like. I hated it. I. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was almost, you know, I, I never look at my notes most of the time when I'm preaching, but all of a sudden I'm, um, you know, I'm looking at my notes and trying to figure yeah. out and I'm like, okay, did, you know, am I in the camera right way and trying to right. figure it all well, out. It, and You know, even, even outside of the amens, hallelujah, there, there is a, a connection, yes, an exactly. anointing that when you are right there with people, it kind of flows together. You know, you can, you yeah. know, okay, I'm connecting. Right. And that confidence and that assurance is there. So when you're just speaking to a camera, right. you know, it's a lot more challenging. It was really tough. I <clears throat> Luckily, I've got elders who are on board, but um, we'll never close our church down again. Like, even if it's, even if it's just me standing up there at the pulpit and one yeah. or two people in the crowd, I'll, I will never close the church down again. Yeah, so, so that, that's, um, what, what we did for our services, um, is 
I think there might have been a handful of services that I did at home like this on a, a Zoom or, or whatever. But what we would do is we would go to the church building. We would set up a camera there. We would do praise songs, right. everything like that. And then I would get up and preach. And so I did at least have, you know, five or 10 people from the praise team that I could preach yeah. to. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. We tried to do that a couple of times. And, you know, it just finally it was just like, when they finally open things back up, we were like, all right, everybody just come back in. And yeah. um, I don't know about you, but we lost right around 25% of our, our church members from that. Um, yeah. Just yeah. out of, you know, just not, not from death, but just out of, you know, God weeding out the, weeding out the flock. Yeah. So it, again, yeah. Again, I don't, um, I think that's probably something most churches have seen mm -hmm. is that whether it's, and I don't want to um, be too critical of people that stop coming because I don't, you know, some of them I just don't know. Right. I know that some got comfortable not going to church and they just stopped coming. I know that's yeah, 100%. Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I noticed that too. That it's, uh, you know, you do see how some people aren't as serious about it. And they, right. they've, you know, obviously there's a danger of learning to live without God, learning right. to live without the, yeah. the church, and, and that, that has happened. Well, so. even for, sorry to butt in, but even for believers, like, um, you know, I'm a worship leader, and in between worship jobs, sometimes if you're not going to church, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not not following God. I'm still reading my Bible. You get comfortable you do, real yeah. quick. Like, man, it's so nice to have two days off in a row. Like, I'm not working yeah. on Sundays anymore. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Back, I had. Uh, oh, go ahead, man. Back, back during that time, that's what I noticed in you was you missed the community yeah. part of it. Like you, you yeah. didn't like to preach on TV, but really, the issue for you was you, I, you, you love the community of the church, yeah, yeah. and and it's crazy because Jody has a ton of friends, and everybody loves Jody, but Jody's got a little loner in him. <laughs> Joni will put on his headphones and work for three days building the project and you won't hear from him. But when it comes to church and his mm -hmm. church and the community, he, you're, I don't want to say you're a different person because you're very sociable, but mm -hmm. you've got a little loner in you yeah. Yeah. and, uh, and you really miss the community when we're not at church or even when you're on vacation. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there was a couple of times. I thank you, Ben. I, I do love the community. I do love, you know, being around people. There are days I just like my time, you yeah. know, just leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Don't call me or anything like that. Um, and I, I, um, I had, I did have, I haven't had COVID and I, but my son has, and my daughter has. We can arrange so, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. No, heck no, dude. Sign I prayed up. up. Like I, that's what I keep telling people. I, you know, what's funny though, is I've never had the flu. And so I, I don't get, Again, knock on wood and praise Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And, you know, let me do my cross real quick. Uh, Boy, I myself with the oil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're gonna I, I don't get sick. So my, my joke is, is that when I do, it's just going to kill me. You know, whatever I get, you know, it's just going to kill me. Yeah. But uh, I don't get sick. And I've only missed church um, in 17 years. Uh, I haven't missed church ever in 17 years for sickness. But just yeah. this last year, uh, I had to miss church twice because of um, COVID. Um, what do you call possible it? exposure? Possible exposure. You know, just to make sure yeah. that I didn't come spread it all over the church. So yeah. in those two days, like I, I kid you not, like even if I'm on vacation, I go to church. And uh, yeah. um, those two days, <clears throat> for the first time in 17 years, I hadn't gone to church on a Sunday, and it. 
I, I could understand why people would be like, you know, because Monday through Saturday is just so flipping busy. And it's like, yeah. okay, that's the only day I can rest. And I just not going to go to church and, you know, do whatever and get caught up on everything. So I, I see how easy it is. It, it's no, no, no. It I, be, you know, I, I think sometimes I don't, as pastors, I don't agree with it. I'm saying, right, right. You know, it could be, I, I think as, as pastors, we sometimes try to over spiritualize things like, mm. you know, you're a heathen if you don't feel like going to church <laughs> or something like that. But the facts of the matter is, we all woke up on Sunday morning like, oh, bro, I just want to stay in bed. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. But the, the the discipline of going is what gets yeah. us going. It's not, you know, sometimes you don't feel like going, but you go. So I mean, every one of every one of my guys that miss church, what what do they get a picture of? Um, my doll. <laughs> What? of my doll he'll send a picture i send a picture of a my doll box every time you know the the guys don't show up to work no, or to church I, every i'm sitting there you know right before i'm getting ready to preach i'm texting all these guys that didn't show up you know sending them a my doll take two my doll and call me in the morning yeah next <laughs> next sunday me and my wife me and my wife next saturday are going to new orleans for about four or five days and guaranteed on sunday knowing i'm in new orleans i'll still get the picture yes, of the my doll. exactly why didn't you fly home overnight <clears throat> exactly so, Paul, one of the things that I'm seeing, you know, a year and a half after the, you know, the initial shutdown, or actually it's almost two years now, um, the, the mental state of a lot of people and, you know, kids and couples and, you know, we're starting to see, you know, just not only um, through through church, but through man up, you know, like we're seeing a lot of struggles with marriages and parenting and um this this whole shutdown this whole pandemic this whole mask issue this whole you know is the world you know is the sky falling kind of mentality has really taken a toll on people Uh, are you seeing some of the same things um within your church as well yeah you know i i think i felt that initially yeah i can imagine yeah especially when you Uh, had it that bad yeah um one of the things that I quickly did is I turned off the TV and stopped listening to amen. it all. Yeah, amen. because I, I, I honestly, I, for two, three weeks, I was watching the news, man, this is, this is going to kill everybody. This is going to be the end of the world and stuff. And then in it, every situation can be like this as you see this and you start in your mind, but then I just take a step back and I look around look at my life, look at my family, look at my church, look at my city. Where am I? How are things? Okay. Right. So it's over. Um, You know, stop listening because again, they'll have it. You so filled with fear. So I just learned to just filter out the media. Um, But, but yeah, I think uh, again, what it has done is put people in a pressure cooker. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. What's inside starts coming out. And in a relationship, when you're locked uh, in quarantine with your spouse for two years, well, you find out a lot of things you didn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it becomes a pressure cooker, and uh, so yeah, and and the obviously there's uh, heightened stress and financial stresses. People, right. jobs hit and stuff. So. So yeah, it just kind of heightened stress. And so you 
relationships are affected, church is affected, money's affected, everything. So, um, but you know, in something like this, what I always try to express to my family, our church would be uh, what the world is looking for is those that have peace that passes all understanding. Mm. You know what I mean? That's good. like, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I I never found myself freaking out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like just, oh my goodness. I never felt myself panicking about right. it. And I, I have friends that would be like, aren't you worried about this? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care. You know, it, you, you don't want to come across as calloused or insensitive, right. but I'm like, what, what, what happens? You know, it's, Uh, what's crazy to me is like the greatest thing for a believer to do is to die. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I tried to preach that, but it didn't go over too well. (laughs) Are you guys free to cope to live as Christ, to die as gain? We're going to be passing around tissues. I'm going to blow my nose and we're going to pass around tissues. (laughs) You start to sound like Jim Jones. Drink the kid. We're going to have a COVID party. Yeah, exactly. They were doing that. Yeah. Some people were were doing it. Like, so like when I was growing up, the chicken pox yeah. you know all the parents would you know take all the kids and drop them off at the same place you had chicken pox so, so 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 bro I'll, I'll give you a great example i had a young guy from my church i was talking to he's like man can you imagine this and this is just you know it just wow COVID. i said you're not, you're not gonna realize this but when i was a kid there was no such thing as aids right do you remember that right yeah i, exactly. I remember when i was in I remember when I was in elementary and middle school, HIV AIDS was like the, the thing to be afraid of. People were afraid to shake hands Yes, exactly. because we didn't know how AIDS was transmitted. You know, it, I remember they shut down the gyms at school. Yep. You, nobody would drink from the water fountains because we didn't know how people got AIDS and, right. and stuff. Uh, I, I think 10 years from now, 20 years from now, we're going to say, can you believe we did all this crazy stuff for COVID? Okay, right. you know, we'll laugh about our response, either what we did or we didn't do, or, you know, right. the, the same thing will happen. So, Go ahead. so yeah, just real quick in, in times like these with everything that's going on, and I'm not just talking about COVID, I'm talking about just the division the in the world, Paul, as a pastor, how do you go about protecting your flock from getting involved in, all the wrong battles, you know, fighting against this and fighting against that and, you know, picketing against this and condemning yeah. people for doing this. How, how, how do you protect your flock from, from getting involved in, in, in stuff like that when, when maybe you see it going on? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, that, that's a great question. And I'll say this, some would maybe criticize this, but I celebrate this in our church is our church is very diverse um, number one, we have 10, 15 different nationalities yeah. um, represented in our church. And uh, not only that is we have people from different political persuasions right. in our church. <clears throat> I know that that might sound sacrilegious to some, but we have Republicans and Democrats in our church. Democrats we need have- Jesus, too. 
<laughs> and and there's there's another pastor that'll probably say republicans because they do yeah exactly you know what uh, I mean? and some churches need jesus too so yeah yeah so, so it, it is um you know we can we can have people mm. that have very polarizing beliefs on things you know one person will be saying wear the mask you know you gotta save lives another person say you wear a mask you're a sheep you know what i mean so you 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 see that so i think what is important is that you um make the main thing jesus and uh that you do um you do not allow these little issues to become divisive issues because honestly you know, as well as I know, a church could be split because some people say you should wear a mask. Some say you shouldn't wear a mask. Oh, some say you should get the vaccine. Some say you shouldn't get the yeah, vaccine. That's, that, that can literally split yeah. a church. I've that, seen that li- split less. Yeah. 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 Lay a color of the carpet. Split yeah. A church. yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, yeah. Had, that was probably our biggest thing. Not only did COVID come, you know, in 2020 but also the election came in 2020 like that yeah, one, yeah. holy cow that like just com- compile or uh, what's the word i'm looking for i just went compounded. compounded everything thank you for yeah that. like no, it, for, golly so, so for for us being a multicultural church and um well you're a multicultural family too right, yeah, bro, exactly. so you understand it um my family is a multicultural family uh you, you got the um, race tension and everything like mm-hmm. that. And as a pastor, there's almost a certain expectation for you to give some profound statement right. about racism and, you know, injustices. And um, my son-in-law, he is uh, Haitian. So he's um, black skin, right. dark skin, uh, and he's a police officer. Oh, Wow. Okay. So um, um, imagine the position that he uh, sees uh, and, and, and what he hears. So, so I'm like, uh, I've got some people, man, you need to say something about these police that are shooting everything and, um, you know, down with the police and defund the police. You got some people saying that, then you got other people. And I'm like, my son-in-law is both. Right. You know? exactly. so, it's, uh, so again, I, I think, Obviously, there are issues when it comes to sin and biblical statements right. that might be perceived as political issues. I have no problem stating my biblical position, right. even if it is a political issue. Um, but I refuse to fall into a trap of making a political issue a biblical issue. Oh, so that's where I think that's good. That's, that's wisdom you, right there. there. You'll probably hear that. That's next. straight from the Holy Spirit. You'll, you'll probably hear that next Sunday. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be stealing that. Thanks, yeah, that's Paul. Good that's, stuff. Good. that's really good well, stuff. We were talking about that right before the show. We were, yeah. Just with Facebook and yeah. getting into conversations that don't, you know, have yeah. no heavenly matter at all. Yeah, yeah. but you, you guys didn't say it as cool as Paul did. Yeah, so Paul, Paul nailed it right there. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That is, uh, that is good. Hey, uh, you got a grandbaby, don't you? I've got two, two grandbabies. Congratulations. That is awesome, dude. Yeah. My, my, and so my, my daughter and her husband, um, they have two now, two 
um, baby girls, Micaiah and Mila. That is and awesome. My, uh, younger son, um, he just got I, married. I saw that. Congratulations. Yeah. And my oldest son, he is in Atlanta, Georgia now. Uh, he works for General Motors. Matter of fact, he was at my other son's um, wedding. He was the best man. And someone said, um, where's your girlfriend? And he said, she's still looking for me. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Our, our grand, grandkids have to be, I, I've got three, um, and they have to be the most amazing thing in the whole world. That's a, that's a yeah. gift to I, you, I, isn't it? I grew up, um, I didn't feel, my, my, I had a great dad, but my dad wasn't nurturing, so there was a lot of love that I didn't get there. And the way that God has shown me how much he loves me is the way that I look and love my grandkids. And he yeah. always tells me, I love you like you love them. It's just, I, it's amazing what he's done to my heart mm -hmm. with the love of, of these grandkids. Yeah, it's it's fun. You know, it's uh, I think having children, you, uh, it, it's, it's I, I was young when, when I had children, didn't have a, you know, People are like, oh, did you plan it? I'm like, I didn't know you could plan it. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I was just enjoying the benefits of being married. Exactly. That's right. You know I mean? Yeah. If, if look, you, you didn't figure it out to the third child, what actually caused the pregnancy. So you yeah, yeah. I'm like, did, did you plan it? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, if you so, mean we didn't care one way or the other, whether we got pregnant, then yes, we planned it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Telling her to cut it out. Uh, what do you do? But, yeah. uh, you, you learn how on, you know, it's kind of like learning how to fly a plane as right. you're flying it. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like, okay, am I pushing the right buttons? Am I, you know, how do I land this thing the same way with parenting for the first time? And then when you have grandchildren, you're like, okay, you know, you, you get to see how it's done and be a part. And when, when they start acting crazy, you just send them home. You know? yeah, exactly. so. <laughs> yeah. I've got, uh, so I've got my daughter getting married in May and uh, wow. young, nice young man that uh, excited for her to uh, start her life with. And then uh, I've got my son, he's 20 and um, he's getting ready to he. I think he's going to be down in Florida in your, your direction here pretty soon. He's going to go to full sale university. Um, okay. he wants to do, um, you know, learn how to direct and do movies awesome. and all that kind of stuff. And then, wow. you know, I've got the twins, um, the yeah. boy girl twins, they're 10 years old. So they're almost like having grandkids, but it's funny yeah. because, you know, I've got the two older kids and now I've got the 10 year old, so I can do it. You know, I, what I screwed up with the two older ones, I can fix with the two younger ones and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully make it a little bit better. So, yeah, my, my brother has a, uh, a grandkid and a child about the same age. Mm. Wow. So, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. There's a, uh, there's a scene in one of the first couple of seasons of Yellowstone mm -hmm. where Kevin Costner's talking to his grandson. And he tells his grandson that he thinks that grandchildren are for the grandparents have the ability to make up or do it right for all the things that they did wrong with their own kids. It yeah. was a really good scene. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. So, Paul, what's on the horizon? What's Corey? on the horizon? What you got? What you got coming up next? As far as well, so, you know, uh, so my, I guess you would say business and ministry have uh 
uh, I, I speak, I speak at marketing conferences just as much as I speak at churches sometimes, you know right. what I mean? Uh, and, you know, when I, when I speak at these events and stuff like that, people know I'm a preacher and, and everything like that. But from a business standpoint, I never lead with, hey, I'm Paul Getter, the internet marketing nerd, Christian pastor, That's, teacher. Yeah. I, I never do that. It's just like, <laughs> you, know, you catch it. Um, but it's, it's interesting because I just recently did an event in Miami in November. And uh, I... I teach about market, but I also tell my story, share my testimony and quote scripture and stuff like that. People come for awesome. learning about internet marketing, but they're going to get the whole Paul. You know That's what I mean? Awesome. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's something that I've really been uh, embracing more and more because I see the people that I connect with. Uh, it's weird in business because there's people that, and you've probably seen this too, that, uh, you start doing business with with them or or they're wanting to do business with you and then they find out your preacher ministry or something like ah, I don't know if I want to work with this guy you know it's like they're they're just like he's always going to be preaching to me or something right. and they just feel a certain way about wanting to work with you and like, I always say like well if they don't want to work with me I probably wouldn't want to work with them either if that's yeah exactly reason. yeah <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I've seen a lot of people connect with me in business because of my beliefs because of my my faith mm -hmm. and uh so probably within the next couple of months we're going to be doing some um christian marketing events oh wow so, uh individuals like it, it's it's really an interesting thing I, i'll give you an example i had a a pastor of a big mega church up in new york um messages me on instagram and just a little um, selfish plug. My Instagram is Paul, just P-A-U-L. You can give me a follow on Instagram. Uh, uh, but so he sends me a message on Instagram. And if you see my Instagram, it's mostly marketing tips and videos about marketing stuff. Every once in a while, you know, probably about one in four or five posts, I'll put, you know, maybe a scripture or something. Um, but he sends me a message and uh, he says, this might sound strange to you, but I really feel like God wants me to talk to you about you being my mentor for business. Oh, wow. I've had that happen two or three times by pastors that do something like that. So I'm, you know, personally coaching and mentoring two or three pastors in business, helping them grow their business, their online presence and stuff. And I really see online um, ministry as a, a, a really a great opportunity. Um, I do this for our church all the time. I'll say, Hey guys, um, as church is over, take out your phone, take a picture, um, tag, uh, the church, you know, invite people to church right there. You know, it's like, I right. encourage them mm -hmm. use their phone in church and tag in, check in and post and invite people to church. And it can really uh, make an impact. So I, I want to show Christians how they can grow their business, how they can um, grow their their, right. their business, their their ministry, their calling, and um, through online. Uh, and and that does obviously involve generating money. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So in two thousand fourteen, two thousand thirteen, two thousand fourteen, I started uh, Man Up Media. 
And um, mm-hmm. after traveling for a couple of years, speaking at men's conferences and going to churches and all that kind of stuff, like the, the, about the avenue that I would hit would be um, small to medium-sized churches. You know, like the big mega churches typically have, you know, a men's pastor and, you know, yeah. you, they don't usually don't need, you know, somebody like me coming in. They need, you know, somebody like Francis Chan or something like that. But I hit a lot of medium-sized to smaller churches. And what I realized that for a lot of these churches that I went into was if the 50s were to come back, uh, they would be ready for it. You know, like they're they're so antiquated and had no clue what to do and no digital marketing, no website, all that kind of stuff. So I came came back and started Man Up Media, and I got so busy – you know, as a matter of fact, I took a cue from you. I started, you know, hiring some guys from Philippines and, you know, yeah. to do some websites and, you know, just to try to do that. But I got so busy that I couldn't keep up with, you know, the business that I had and, you know, the man up and the church and all that kind of stuff. But there is a yeah. there is a, a need out there. If you can figure out the uh, niche market, you know, in that medium size to smaller church for you, you know, with your coaching and. Uh, you know, your high volume uh, marketing, you know, some of the mega churches will definitely yeah. be yours. But if you could figure out that that middle church, no, you know, one of the things that one of the things that I've always seen uh, is that it feels like the church is always about 20 years behind. You're exactly. Yeah. Yes. Like if you go to their website, it's like 1980s looking. I, th- I think it's improving. Like I've, I've seen it, but I, and I have different ideas of why it is because, you know, it's like when TV first came out, it's the devil's box. And so the right. church stayed away from the devil's box, right. same thing with the internet and stuff. And so, and you've got the world excelling, you know, right. doing amazing things with media. And then when the church does it, it looks subpar right you know the world sees it like ah that's cheesy and um so so that that was a big problem during covid you know just trying to keep up with you know some of the mega churches that had you know a million dollar a year budget for their tech like you know and here i am on my iphone in my living room you know trying to (laughs) well we used to be the artisans you know the church used to to be be, the creators it used to be the architects they used to be the painters and at some point um, we put that aside and said, you know, make a joyful mm. noise to the to the Lord. And we're like, no, hold up, man. We got people who could sing. Like, we better make sure right. they're doing it right. So, right, yeah. exactly. That's true. That's very true. Well, that's awesome, man. So um, let me tell you, so in 2020, you, uh, you called me up one day and you said, uh, hey, man, I need you to talk to somebody. And uh, you said he had this guy's just like you. He's got a ministry. Y'all need to hook up. And if you remember, you 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 got me on the phone with Tate, and yeah, uh, yeah. so Tate Jordan. And so since then, Tate and I have been um, for the last year and a half uh, talking. I would say probably weekly, if not biweekly, and um, texting, planning, praying putting things together and um as of uh october we now have the man up god's way as the uh the umbrella ministry for all the stuff that he's doing in seattle um we've we've now 
planned out and, and portioned out our divisions. And man, I don't have, I was going to tell you all those and I don't, I've got my phone here and it's actually on my notes there, but, um, so we're, we've got, you know, music division, we've got uh, a media division, a movie division, uh, a homeless, uh, shelter division, like all of these things are just falling into place. And, uh, it's all because you introduced us, um, almost two years ago. That is so cool. So yeah, it's, uh, it's really cool. What's going on. He came in, we had our con our national, our first national conference since 2019, um, in, uh, in 2021 and we had about 150 guys. Yeah. You know, I like to keep it kind of small just so we don't, you know, I like to, I like to be like Ben was saying earlier, I like to be engaged in those guys lives yeah. and not just, you know, come out of the green room, speak and, you know, go back into the green yeah. room. Um, but he came in, spent almost 10 days, uh, here in St. Wow. Louis and we just, you know, planned it out, visioned it out. And, uh, for goes is going to be a part of it. I've got. Content creation. Uh, we've got all the funding ready for that. I just got to get time to, to build it out. So, so our goal is that, uh, you know, we're going to, uh, we're talking to a couple of, uh, uh, companies right now that will have some, um, training modules and some discipleship modules that'll go along with them. And it's all, all because you, you hooked us up with Tate. So uh, that's, that's a, just a, I remember when I met him, what he was doing, his kind of his spirit and stuff. I was like, man, you need to meet this guy, Jody. <laughs> and, uh, just, I, th I think he had a camp or something like that. Yeah. So um, he's got, he's got like 80 acres up in Seattle, uh, just outside yeah. of Seattle. And, uh, he's got a, a transition home up there too. And so we're going to, uh, I'm actually going to try to head up there here in the next few months, uh, just to see, you know, the transition home and, you know, meet some of the people that he's got involved. But yeah, we, the, the corporate umbrella now is, uh, is Tate and I, uh, that the man up umbrella will cover, you know, all of those things. And so, yeah, uh, that's, that's amazing. Really? Man, you can, you can send your ties of that ministry. To, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to need to send it, it Golden Gate, right? <laughs> yeah, Golden Gate, Tampa, Florida. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ties and offerings, yeah. Or I can send you a percentage of what we make. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. So, as long as you're Paul marketing, just, bro, that, yeah. that works, right? Paul, just real quick, what's up with all the superhero stuff? What's the story on that? That's, that's a, that is a nice office. My, man, my man, son I, is... I, I, uh, love, I love superheroes. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like, that's the, the nerdy side of me. And, uh, so I'm just a kid that hasn't grown up, I guess. And, um, so, so yeah, I love all the Marvel movies and I my I son's my son's sitting back here drooling over your Iron Man. <laughs> like hey, I can just see he's got, uh, don't you have the Iron Man hood, the mask? You don't have. No, I have a uh, Star Lord's. So. Okay, you got Star Lord. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, he yeah. would kill to have the uh, Iron Man uh, suit over there. So he's got it's the, it's the nerd, the internet marketing nerd theme. You okay. know what I mean? There you go. The nerd That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, Paul, won't you go ahead and uh, tell us? Um, give us your website. You know, do the sure. the plugs sure. and just so everybody knows how to follow you and get a hold of you. And um, yeah, yeah. So um, easiest. Easiest way to connect with me um, is Instagram. Ma matter of fact, uh, I'll do this. Um, I have a book. Uh, I don't have one in front of me, but 
I've written a book. It's the name of the book is called 27 Online Side Hustles. It's just it's kind of like a, a cookbook of you know when when I was trying to figure out things online, mm-hmm. I tried everything, a lot of you know, gimmicks and stuff and spent money on stuff and found out a lot of things that didn't work. So I decided to put like a little cookbook together on, hey, these things really work. It's not get rich quick things or anything like that, but it's like 27 legitimate things you can do to make some money online. So I put together this book called 27 Online Side Hustles. If um, your listeners will um, send me a message on Instagram, again, my uh, Instagram handle is Paul. It's a verified account. Um, you'll see the blue check mark and it's Paul Getter. I tagged um, but it my sure handle is just, okay, uh, yeah, P-A-U-L. It, if they will um, send me a message, just, just DM me the word man up. Okay. I'll know they're from the podcast. I'll make sure they get one of my books. All right. So, so all the listeners out there, you'll get a free book if you go to Paul Getter's Instagram page and just uh, type in their DM and say "man up" and he'll send you a free book. That's yeah. When awesome, I dude. when I went when I went to his uh, page that you sent me for my research, I I one of the videos that I watched was where he talked about seven of them. Oh, that's cool. And I watched the whole video. It was about a six-minute video. Yeah. And uh, basically what he was doing there was he was like, listen, I would, would go on and do this, and you'd make like five bucks. And he, so he's teaching you how to go to things that are, you know, worth your time. Right. If you put in a little, you're, you're getting $20, exactly. you know, a day or whatever it is uh, to you to do some of this stuff. Yeah, and the podcast that you did with Caleb um, about podcast, that, yeah. was, that, was, that was a good one. I liked, I liked what you yeah. did there. That was really now, good. Paul, yeah, so the, the, the one thing that I learned about making money online is when you can learn how to make the first couple dollars, then you realize, okay, there's money to be made. Then you just scale and you focus wow. your attention on the things that can generate the most. Yeah, that's good. Now, am I missing this? or Because I looked for you on Twitter as well. And I didn't find you on Twitter. Are you on a shadow ban? I, I don't there? really use Twitter too much. Okay. I do have a Twitter account, but I haven't. I think the last time I uh, used that was um, many years ago. So <laughs> I've never been a Twitter person. Man, I, I, so. I don't like it either. Like we have like 4,000 followers on or likes or whatever you call it on Twitter. And I just don't like I don't even like reading it. Like it just. Yeah. I don't know what I like. I like Facebook, I, you know, Instagram, um, you know, I, TikTok, yeah. just, you know, TikTok when I'm going to, it. when I'm going to the bathroom, that's about it. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, you, your website? Uh, website is paulgetter.com. Okay. Awesome. And the name of the company? The Internet Marketing Nerds. And what's the name of your church? New Life Apostolic Church. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, brother, it has been a, an awesome night. I know you're an hour ahead of us, so I know you're you're ready for bro, bed. Bro, I got a conference to go to now. Oh, do you really? Uh, yeah, oh, Dreams and Visions conference. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second time he's done that. With, I, El Shaddai. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Hey, before we cut you loose, Paul, I know you mentioned real briefly about what you had planned for 2022. Do you have dates set up? Um, for those conferences geared towards uh, guys in ministry, because that's right up my alley. I mean, sign me up now, man. Take my credit card. Which yeah. <laughs> uh, 
just send me your number. I'll get you set up. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, once you get all that, let yeah, us yeah. know, and we'll we'll as soon as, as soon as we get that locked in, I'll I'll send you guys more information about. It. Maybe we can jump on another podcast, and I I can promote that specifically. Yeah, totally. We'd love to have you, brother. Man, I love you. Um, I miss you. We need to get together, and we need to preach the gospel sometime. For sure, for yeah, sure. Paul, hey, come down here. It's- it's warmer. Yeah, yeah, oh, dude, I'm ready. I'm ready. We uh we need to get down there because one of my favorite places is St. Pete's. Um, yeah, I love St. Pete's Beach. We go. We used to go there every year, you know, and then kids kind of screwed that all up. But you know, <clears throat> so, but, uh, well, man, go get some shut eye. I love you. Uh, have a great week, you. and uh, you guys have a great night. We'll chat Thanks, at Bob. you later. All Thanks. right, thank you guys. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.